All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. Matt's not here today. Matt's out. His wife's having a baby. How awesome is that? So keep your eyes posted. More news of that to come. Super happy for my buddy. It's amazing. He's going to be a great dad. I know it. But we got some Launchpad Podcasts for you. A few months ago, Matt and I visited the Hillcrest Center for the Arts, and we went and saw a musical. We went and saw Evil Dead the musical. That's right. They took Sam Raimi's Evil Dead and turned it into a musical. It's actually really fun. It's a super fun musical. The songs are ridiculous, super over the top, really bloody. Like, we had a splash zone. It was so goddamn bloody. And of course, you know, Matt and I had to sit there. We got covered in blood. It was super fun. It was a good show. And we reached out. We were like, hey, we're the Launchpad Podcast. We want to come talk to you guys about about putting on this musical. And it was so cool. Ariel McIntyre, who is the production manager for the show, Matt got in touch with her and she was like, yeah, come on out. Come see the show. Come sit in the splash zone. Come talk to the cast. Come see the props. We got a tour. We got to hang out. We got to see the show. It was amazing. And here's the funny thing. I actually ended up seeing the show twice. The first time, Matt was like, oh man, Evil Dead's in town, we gotta go. And I was like, I don't know if I can, I'm getting ready to move to Atlanta. It's gonna be tough to get going. And about a week before the show, our friends hit, hit Kate and I up, my wife, and, and they were like, oh man, did you see? Evil Dead's in town, the musical, we gotta go. And my wife's like, yeah, we should go. And I was like, wait, what? Two weeks ago, I was saying we should go see Evil Dead. Anyway, my wife and I went Saturday night with our friends, the Curtises, which was super fun. We got to see it. It was a good time. And then... The next day on Sunday for the Sunday afternoon, the matinee, as they say, Matt and I went. So I saw it back to back, had a great time both times. But today we're bringing you all the interviews that we had with the cast, crew and director. We'll get to it in a second. Before we do, as usual, you can follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Hit like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We love it when you guys leave a review. We have tons of fun stuff coming up. And while Matt's wife is pumping out a baby, we are going to keep pumping out the show. We might have some special guests on. It's going to be super fun. I can't wait to bring you guys some good stuff. All right, that's enough business. Let's talk Evil Dead the musical. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. When we got there, we got to meet with Ariel McIntyre, the production manager, Mark Andrew Reyes, the director, and then we sat down with the stars, Matt Donato, who played Ash, and AJ Dana, who played Scotty. And at the end of the segment, we talked to one of the costumers, Lance Moody. All right, let's dive in. All right, guys, Launchpad Podcast. We are here at the Hillcrest Center for the Arts on stage, well, backstage for Evil Dead the Musical. Matt, I'm super pumped to be here. We have some guests with us here. Guys, go around and let us know who is on the microphone. Who do you have over here? Some of the actors. This is Matt Donato. I play Ash Williams. This is AJ Dana. I play Scotty. I'm uh, Mark Reyes. I'm the director of the show. All right. Guys, I did a little bit of homework last night. I came and saw the show with my wife and some friends. Rumi cheated on me. I know, he, I know. He undid <laughs> cheated on me. I was like, dude, we got to go see Evil Dead the musical. So we, we wrote to them and they were like, we'd love to have you guys come out and do some interviews, check out the show. And I was so excited. Rumi's like, you know, you guys know Rumi's flying back to Georgia soon. He was like, I don't know if I can make it. So I was like waiting. And he's like, I'm going Saturday night. But also, so you were here last night. Guys, you put on a hell of a show. Super fun to be a part. What is it like? What was your introduction as playing Ash? What was your introduction to Evil Dead? 
I saw Army of Darkness first. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So I, too, I, I think I dove into the comedy aspect of it and then yeah. worked backwards and saw Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. So I've I've always been a, a fan of the the ridiculous, absurd aspects of the the trilogy. Yeah. And so when when I found out that it was a musical and when I first saw it online from the uh, the original um, recording that they did at the Just for Last Festival yep. was it. It's one of those shows that I didn't even sort of put on my list of things that I thought I would ever get a chance to do because yeah. it was just so absurd. Um, and then when I saw that these guys were putting it on, I was like, I've got to go out for that. <laughs> uh, and I I live far away. It is it is a it's a bit of been a trip to come out here. But you know, you know, my experience is the same as everybody's experience. It's not just coming out and being in a show. It's coming out and being a part of this show. Everybody wanted to be in this yeah. show. Sure. Everybody <laughs> is having an amazing time. And it's finally being able to put it up in front of audiences and seeing their reaction has just been fantastic. What was it like putting on the chainsaw hand for the first time? Did that have, did that have a moment to it? It did. I mean, it was very special. I mean, Mark basically built so much of this stuff. Um, but yeah, getting the, 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 the chainsaw on and then the, the, the harness shotgun suit. harness. <laughs> yeah. And the bloodied up shirt, it was, it's just magical. That's super great. <laughs> oh, man. You've worn the chainsaw a couple of times. I not, built a uh, chainsaw. Not on a stage. Yeah, but... I, I, built, I built one too. I got to put it on. Um, I went to a screening in the in the cemetery of Evil Dead 2, and I stormed the stage with the chainsaw <laughs> and the shotgun, and they, they let me introduce the movie that way. But so much fun. That's super cool. <laughs> now, had you done musical, I mean, you're an actor, but have you done much musicals before that? Was that sort of your... Your your bag? Yeah, I I, I came from comedy. I did okay. uh, you know stand up sketch comedy. Um, I had a sketch comedy group and that I started writing songs for, and that's sort of how I got comfortable with the idea of singing on stage. And then yeah, I just started going out for musicals that I thought I'd like to do. I did Avenue Q. I've done Young Frankenstein. Oh cool. Um, a funny thing happened on the way to the Forum. But this is just such a unique experience yeah. in in. All kinds of ways. None of those have this level of uh, liquid on stage. No, nope. nope. I don't get <laughs> to cut off my great, hand. You know, I think those. adding blood to funny thing happened on the way to the forum. And, yeah, um, yeah. Those would be great. Great I'd watch, idea. I'd watch the shit out of that for sure. <laughs> like, I was yeah, wondering if anybody done a Sweeney Todd with a splash zone because oh, uh, absolutely. Hmm. Wait, built it, in. You guys have this thing. You, you're, you're doing this movie that was a, a horror comedy, right? You're doing a musical based on the horror comedy that was Evil Dead, and I think because of that, the movies as as well as I'm sure your show kind of leans into that campiness oh, and i think for i know for for people like us the splatter zone is like a thing that we're like oh that that just makes it like 10 times better <laughs> like when i was talking with ariel and she was like do you guys want to sit in the splatter zone i was like where else would you sit <laughs> like if i'm going yeah i gotta get blood on me and, and i think that's an important part we, of the show we were right? able to get you into it because it is it is selling out it literally has sold Absolutely. out and this is going to be your third show third show today yeah. at this at this theater, we have third four show? more ne uh, next weekend uh, thursday friday saturday Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you guys just did a, a show about love letter media. And I mean, this is just to all 80s horror comedies. It's not just a parody. It's also a tribute and, and sure, loving sure. homage. Well, it, getting to do that for a movie that is so well loved as a cult classic, this is that that's fun. And this is like, you know, I met this dude at college where we both started doing practical effects together. And obviously Evil Dead and Army of Darkness was an inspiration, right? So, like, we're driving here and we're like, all right, don't talk about the movie. Don't uh, talk about the show because we don't want to talk about it, like, without the mics. We're like, uh, save uh, it. We know we both, I mean, we have also talked about it before. We know we love these guys. We love, we love these shows. Were you guys, let's go, we'll go around. Let's mark, start with you, Mark. Were you a fan of 
let's say Sam Raimi as a director or Evil Dead series before you started this show? Okay, my I go back to 1981. All uh, right. The Northridge Cinema, which was in the Northridge Mall, you had to go down this creepy outer space little um, stairwell to get to it. <laughs> but at that time, back then, that was the best theater in the area. This was before, you know, everybody had Atmos and Dolby. Oh, yeah. and that was, but it had the best sound. It had the best, um, the be the best picture. So everybody would go there. And went and saw the movie. And I'm sitting there and the people are screaming. The trees. And I even said in my director's note, did that, did I really just see that? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Okay, they're gone past that. And I immediately, immediately just loved the film, loved the loved the whole thing. Then it went with Evil Dead 2. Uh, by the time we got to Army of Darkness, yes, I was completely, completely hooked. I've been a horror fan since I ever, the, the night I sneaked down in my parents' uh, house to the television, I can't remember what time it was in the morning, and accidentally watched Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Oh, good one, though. And I good was terrified. That. I was screaming. I was crying. First and five I minutes it. are horrifying when they're in that crypt <laughs> yes. and the guy's like gra getting grabbed from the crypt. I yeah. love that one. So it was, it was really great. In your director's note, you brought up making the model. Yes. And I need to ask you about a very specific moment. When you're building the creature from the Black Lagoon, okay. do you remember the moment where you put the head together and they don't match? Like, oh my gosh. So the back of the head and the front of the head were built wrong, so they didn't match. So there's a notch in it that's just weird looking. Some nerd ass hard <laughs> trivia rooms. Yeah, okay, now let's understand this. You're talking almost 50 years ago, so no, I don't remember the notch. Well, but on, I'm sure I mean, it's a much yeah. closer time for you. But yeah. no. But my thing was, is once I had them all assembled yeah. every night, and I had a, a Every night, I had to turn their faces to the wall. <laughs> That's my favorite part about this. Can you explain that? Because it's in the director's notes, but for those of us who haven't read it. Okay. Because I I love the monsters and I love being scared, but I was convinced that they came to life at night <laughs> and that if I put them facing the wall, being monsters, they would just walk into the wall and not be able to come down off the shelf and get me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, the logic of a child, and yeah. it was, and every morning I would turn them facing me, and you know. Which one was your favorite? What was your favorite monster growing up? Oh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Nice. Um, uh, Karloff. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Karloff guy. I enjoy you know Christopher Lee with the Hammer series, of course, and Peter Cushing. Yeah. But it all comes back to the Universal. I'm a, I'm a Universal Shit. monster fiend. James Whale's man. Yeah, James yeah. Whale. We had you had Karloff, then you had Cheney Jr., you had Lugosi, Glenn Strange, all of those. Actors who played uh, the, you know, the, that those iconic monsters right up through the, um, uh, you know, the Abbott and Costello series and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, which were canon, by the way. Yeah, I know they're great. Yeah. yeah, they're considered canon. Yeah. When I first met Mark, I knew we were going to get along. When he said, "I can name every actor that's played the Frankenstein monster," and he started with the Edison film. Oh, Charles Damn. Ogle. Yeah. Charles Ogle. Charles Ogle, huh? Yeah. I don't even think I knew that. I mean, for a four-minute movie, it still is a pretty cool <laughs> thing that they were like, "Hey, we had we can barely get out like ten minutes of." a movie what should we do let's do frankenstein let's do this <laughs> massive uh, like ode to humanity with this monster it's like okay fine great universal monster movies dynamite but now i want to see the movie that was never made about the universal monster models that come to life that shit <laughs> terrifying Toy Story like, but scary yeah it's like Indian in the cupboard but like Frankenstein <laughs> small soldiers meets monster squad yeah. and you have like, like the national guard comes and they're shooting them and there's traps and it's just ineffective and some kids like wait if you put a wall four <laughs> inches in front of them, they're, 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 they're they very unidirectional. <laughs> oh, man. So, Scott, when did you find out about Evil Dead as a musical? 
Evil Dead as a musical was actually a fairly recent revelation for me, but not my first exposure to Evil Dead. A lifelong horror fan, lifelong horror performer. I did 25 roles at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights for three years. And, uh, whoa, <laughs> Ruby just did like a, you guys know, like a Ruby reaction. <laughs> His tail is definitely wagging. You got a little excited about that. Okay, okay. Uh, the, uh, the first time I saw Evil Dead was I found a copy in a thrift store in like an old blockbuster rental case, you know? Oh, Someone nice. had cut up the VHS cover and stuck it in a rental case. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the VHS cover that I remember so vividly from Evil Dead with the, the skeleton holding up the severed head. head. Yeah. It's a beautiful cover. Not really related to the movie. Sure. It's the best part. But really cool. So to find the, the DVD like that, it almost made it like a coveted artifact. It's like, yeah. oh, this is the Evil Dead. Uh, and I was fortunate enough at Universal to end up for one night uh, playing Pablo in the Ash vs. Evil Dead maze. That is cool. Performing oh, in the nice. cabin. So taking that experience and taking my background in musicals and comedy, like Matt, I come from a comedy background primarily. Horror, comedy, musical is like, is this show tailor made for me? Yeah. You know, like that's like, it was such a, a blessing to find it. So I'm, I'm really glad to be here. That's super cool. Yeah. I remember my favorite poster of the series was the Army of Darkness, where it's like Ash with no shirt on, just like He Man muscular for no reason. <laughs> and the arms are up in the air and the chainsaw is like silver. And then Evil Ash's head is above him. And it's just like, it's so over the top and ridiculous. It has nothing to do with the movie. And I was like, I'm in I'm that. glad that you guys <laughs> have all these great memories. I remember being scaring shitless <laughs> by the skull with the human eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Right? That's the cover. That, is that two? Two. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the cover that I remember most growing up. And then once I was hip to like horror and being scared was cool, I then obviously remember like uh, Army of Darkness, which I think is yep. the first one that I saw of the series as well. That's like a math thing, I guess. You I guess so. At the end. But, <laughs> it comes yeah. with a name. <laughs> what I love about Army of Darkness is thinking about, you could never have that kind of movie be made today. Like, you go in, like, I love the idea of that meeting. Like, okay, you want to make a follow-up to your horror movies that's a period medieval slapstick action comedy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Here's a couple million bucks. Go do it. Go yeah. do it. Like, you cannot believe it. They actually went out into the desert, yeah. built this castle, and then were like, and people are like, oh, man, it's going to be this awesome horror thing. He's like, yeah, but Three Stooges, yeah. too. And they're like, wait, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As much Three Stooges as I can get into this. We're doing all those There are bits. Three Stooges movies that had less Stooge activity <laughs> yeah, than, than, than the in, Sam Raimi movies. <laughs> Sam Raimi. Which, again, like as a kid, I was like, this is amazing. I, I think as I get older, I think I think Evil Dead 2 is that purple, perfect right, mix right. for me. Like, it's got enough horror from the first one and enough comedy to the second one. I mean... Armies of Darkness is still great, but you watch it, and you're like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> I just love like the idea of location scouting. Like, I like we've worked on so many movies that I've been in so many places where we're in some person's house and someone's moving something, and to chunk, they break this priceless bullshit or take a chunk out of the wall. I'm just imagining this. Oh, I got to know they built the cabin, but there's an old cabin in the wood, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to shoot a horror movie here." They're like, "All right." How many doors are you knocking down? <laughs> it's like, uh, in one shot, three doors. The last one's not knocking down. It's exploding. Like, <laughs> they we'll, just we'll, ruin we'll pay for everything. Don't worry. So you guys are in Evil Dead the Musical. You make, speaking of breaking doors, you make a huge mess yeah. on stage. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. You're spraying blood. You're spraying the audience. There's a splash zone. Mm -hmm. What is it like you know, most plays don't have that. What is it like being in a show that has a splash zone? The fun part is that it sells itself. We don't have to, like, drag people out here. We say, oh, we're in Evil Dead. Oh, there's a splatter zone. They're like, oh, we're in. We're in. Right? Yep. Where, where can we get tickets? We should, we should say, so right now, we're actually standing, the four of us are standing on set, and when we turn and look at the seats, there is a huge middle section, the chairs all have blood on them, <laughs> and there's a white drop cloth on the floor, like, 
And I, I'll say white because that's the color it started, but huh? right now it is Dexter red, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is the perfect place to commit a murder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not crowdsourcing ideas per se, but... Uh, yeah, but real blood turns brown, and this stuff stays the red, so... She's well, how we know we just kill someone right away. <laughs> uh, I'm Ariel McIntyre. I am technically the production manager, but I also work as a stagehand and assistant stage manager. A lot of hats. A lot and of blood hats. shooter. And, and blood, blood shooter. shooter. Mostly blood shooter. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a lot of bloody-ass hats, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a bloody hat. She's going to go grab it from the, the, the bloody coat stand. Love it. Looks like some old grandpa got killed fishing. <laughs> that was a really bad stroke. Yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think this is the hat that Professor Nobly probably dies in. Yeah, I assume it's probably one of yeah, Nobly's hats. And that's voiced by AJ, and uh, he does a fantastic voice for it. I didn't believe it was him at first. Thank you. Uh, the first time I heard it. Yeah, you're fantastic. You're Ghost Nobly? He yeah. is. Oh, wow. And on the tape recorder as well. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, no, we have a lot of fun with the blood. You guys don't get hit with the cannons. No. Although Matt gets hit get with it a, a garden sprayer. Off. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, and we have a nice kabuki curtain to absorb some of that. That is such a cool moment. And and to explain what this is, they, there's, a, there's a proscenium window looking into the quote-unquote kitchen area. And when they have to decapitate his girlfriend, um, this curtain drops down. So you just see their silhouettes. And then he cuts the head off, and you see it hit the curtain, and blood sprays all over the curtain. Yeah. Really cool effect, really smart way of getting it done without having to to show more than you need to. It, it's a really fun moment, but uh, <laughs> oh, here's the here's Ariel's the head. bringing the body out, and the head just rolled off. It decapitated itself. <laughs> oh man, yeah, look at this. It's That's a decapitated amazing. head and a foam body, and this is what you hit with the axe. She has been affectionately christened Reagan. Oh, I get why. Does look I a bit it. like Reagan. Yeah. Reagan from The Exorcist. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. What is the axe that you're hitting? Is it a foam axe or rubber yeah, axe? Yeah, plastic axe. Okay. That is cool. You guys do this great trick then. Once the head has been knocked off, you step out from behind the kitchen with the head and you come over and it starts, you know, we hear a voice talking. He's like, oh, the head's still alive, as it happens in the movie. And he comes over to a table and it looks like he sets the head down on the table, but when he steps away, the actress's head is there, and she's talking. Great effect. Really fun. Um, really fun stage magic. I love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Mark posing with the axe. Yeah. All right. Yesterday, uh, Mark claimed that he left Reagan facing the wall, and when he came back in, it was not facing the wall. Yeah. Again, I put her. I I, had, I faced I faced the dummy to the wall, and then when I came in uh, the next day, it was facing back out. So, somebody is playing tricks on their director. Not happy. Oh, <laughs> somebody's reading from the Book of the Dead. We got some uh, real demons. And I just I just have to tell you, we we have audiences. Uh, they're trying to buy tickets right now. Uh, two guys just came here from Twenty Nine Palms. They drove more than three and a half hours to come see the show today. Wow, that is <laughs> so. They I, are that huge fans. So, uh, so they're from the military base at Twenty Nine Palms. Nice. Wow. That's so great. Wow, wow. congratulations, yes. guys. That's pretty. That's ball. super cool. Well, I mean, it's it's such a beloved, iconic cult franchise, and then to hear that it has this like super fun, over the top musical to go with it, like yeah, that that's fun, right? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. super cool. And let me ask you guys, Aaron and I have both worked on a ton. We've worked on a lot of low-budget stuff and like for low-budget movies, and a lot of low-budget movies is like all-hands-on-deck type stuff where like theoretically I'm there to chop off that hand and the blood, but then they're like, well, can you also tie a girl to a chair and do this other stuff? Now that I'm not doing it at this exact moment, 
I have fond memories of that. <laughs> but, you know, like when you're doing it, you're like, fuck, and you got to run around and grab stuff. I imagine you guys do a lot of that here because you have a small crew, small cast, but there's so much to do. What are you guys' experience wearing so many bloody hats with that? Uh, I mean... Uh, here, particularly at the Hillcrest, it's it's all hands on deck all the time. We only have uh, two backstage hands on this. Actually, three with Lance, who's our uh, costume helper, helping with the quick changes. So Mark's on uh, stage right, and I'm on stage left. So Mark is doing the blood cannons, making sure the actors are on good on that side. But sometimes I have to crawl underneath that window so the audience doesn't see me. <laughs> so you have never seen someone like Squirtle Army crawl so fast as like I go behind it, and then I have to crawl into the kitchen. And Reagan, his head is always there, and like I step on it with my hand, and I'm like, ah, oh wait, no, it's okay, it's a head, it's fine. And then I've passed this off to Lance now, but I used to have to rip a skirt, so you just like see my the tips of my fingers, like reach over, grab a skirt, yank it, and then I have to army crawl as fast as I can all the way back to get to the blood cannon and prep that, and then I have to hit it, and then I have to go around to a door and make sure that when it flies open, it closes again, so it's. All hands on deck. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It's like all you guys have to do is sing and dance. <laughs> <laughs> I am very tired after the show. It's good. It's great. We have a lot of fun. Um, but on top of that, hold it. On top of that, they also Ariel uh, it takes uh, the clothing home and washes it for the next oh, day's gotta performance. Get the blood stains and that's a big out. job. And, and, and they and clean they the theater after the show every night. They take oh. this stuff home and wash the clothes. So. It, it does. I'm at the end of it. We're we're cleaning up all the blood and stuff like that. It's it's crazy, but we're having a really wonderful time with it. You can tell. You can tell just the smiles on their faces when they talk about this, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're so excited to do it, and we're just excited to be like. I'm pumped to see it happen again. I saw it last night, but I'm pumped to see it again after <laughs> getting like behind the scenes, getting to see some of the stuff that they got going on. Like it's super fun. Everyone's okay in the end, right? Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Les, tell us a little bit about you and what you do for the show. I'm the assistant costumer. Oh, wow. So I helped uh, build and buy all the costumes and alter them and quick rig some of them. And then for the shows, I do all the quick changes, um, which is mainly... Explain what a quick change is to any of our audience that might not know. Okay. A quick change is when an actor is in costume A and then very quickly they have to change into costume B. So you sometimes have like a max of 30 seconds to do this in. This show is a bit easier. There's some quicker and some longer ones. Yeah. So I'm mainly with Ash, Matt, and uh, changing his shirts from bloody to torn and bloody. And then again at the end to nice. Okay. And then I'm also uh, doing a couple other things, uh, more stagehand on the stagehand side, like opening a curtain at one point and... Yeah, so like, a million things. You're doing a million things. Yeah. A lot of hats. <laughs> and I, I love the idea of this show. Like I said, we've done a bunch of horror movies, and I've worked on movies before. I worked on a camp, like a killer at camp movie once that was set in the 70s, and the customer had literally one of every outfit. And I got to set, and I was like, okay, so, you know, can I have a shirt for this person that gets stabbed, and this person gets that, you know, and they're like, oh, no, no, you can't cut them. And I was like, <laughs> what? I had to kill 20 people on that movie. Uh, do you have a similar thing here because you have different people with different varying stages of damage to their costume as well as varying blood? Like, do you, you, do you have quick changes into different versions of the same costume? Uh, yes. Yes. So I'm going to use Ash as, as an example. He starts off in a traditional button front shirt that then gets blood on it when he chops off his girlfriend's head. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and 
And then at intermission, he changes into a quick change version of it, um, which is the same exact shirt, but with snaps instead of buttons. Oh. And then he changes again right before he gets attacked by the trees uh, into one that's missing an arm. One of the arms is shredded. The shredded arm, classic And it's look, got yeah. more blood and like rips in it. And that's also a quick change shirt, so it has snaps. And then at the very, very end, he changes out of that one into a fourth shirt that has Velcro on it. and Super oh, quick change. Yeah, super quick change. And then a, um, a smart jacket over it. Okay, okay. Now, getting to work on something like this, are you a horror movie fan? Are you a fan of this property? To an extent. Okay. I like more the campy horror than the traditional horror. Okay. Like, I love this musical. It's... It's great. It's over the <laughs> top. Had, super fun, yeah, right? I've had so much fun working on it. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lance. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that was before the show even started. While they were warming up, getting their mics ready, setting up the chairs, and just getting ready for the show to start, Matt and I went up to the sound booth, and we got to talk to Zachary Spencer, who was the music director. We are still at the Hillcrest Center of the Arts behind the scenes for the Evil Dead musical, and we are in the band room. This is where the orchestra sits, and by an orchestra, I mean three guys <laughs> with instruments. Uh, we have Zach here. You are, what, what, what's your title? So I'm, I'm the musical director of the show, so I've been with the show since the beginning. Very cool. And then a week before we open, we bring in the, the, the rest of the orchestra, both of them. Okay. <laughs> so you are playing piano synthesizer. What are you on? So yes, I, I have a, a double stack of keyboards. Uh, I'm using one, this one is often bass. Ooh. And um, this one is either organ or piano. Um, I, uh, I do still have some effects, uh, bells. The doo-wops. Yes. Oh, yes. Doo-wops. That's my Everybody favorite. Everybody seems to like the doo-wop. <laughs> I especially love the doo-wops. <laughs> They're super They're awesome. They're fantastic. My wife would divorce me immediately if I had a machine that did that. <laughs> 20 minutes in, I'm like, babe, is this great? She's like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> I love it. That was, that was actually a joke I was pulling on the cast during rehearsals, and they said, oh, that's funny. Leave it in. Be careful, <laughs> Be careful of the pranks you play. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Wait for the moment when he plays. A little doo-wop action. Okay. Get, get, we'll wait for the doo-wop. And so, Ross, you're the drummer. You are behind this, this like wall of plexiglass, protective yes. plexiglass. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What's going on there? <laughs> it looks like yeah, he's a riot demo, cop. Exactly, yeah. The demo shield has a lot to do with the fact that drums are just very loud, yeah. right? So we don't want to overpower, like, the entire band. So that's a, a little sound shield to, uh, you know, keep everybody's ears okay, because otherwise you'd go deaf, so... That's what the sound shield's about. So for you guys, both you guys, uh, are were you aware of the Evil Dead franchise? Had you been fans of horror of horror movies before you got into this musical? I actually am just subbing for Matthew Case, who's okay. a he's a great drummer. He's the one that uh, actually found this gig. He says he loves the show and all that stuff. Yeah. He couldn't be here for two days, so I'm just subbing You're for him. In? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, oh, the, I'm well, just the villain. Hey, tell him, man, like, I got interviewed, and yeah, uh, you know, like, should have been here, man. <laughs> so, so yes, Matthew contacted me and said, "Hey, I hear you're doing Evil Dead. I'd love to play drums for it. I, I, I know the show, 
Um, and I had to warn him. So, well, you know, we, we pay in peanuts. <laughs> he said, that's okay. I just want to do the show. He said, okay, that's so cool. you're on board. <laughs> are the peanuts bloody? <laughs> <laughs> peanuts are not bloody. So then there's one guy who isn't here. He's not here yet, but uh, you have a guitarist. Who's your guitarist? Ben Calkins. He loves being able to cut loose on this kind of stuff. You know, yeah. Normally, if he plays for the little orchestras for regular shows, it's... Uh, a whole lot more laid back and and very reserved and conservative. In this case, he gets to do his cross between um, Eric Braun from Iron Butterfly and and Stevie Ray Vaughan, and uh, he has his guitar synthesizer down here so that when we need the when we uh, a couple of the songs we use banjo patch. Okay. So, oh. So he he can make that guitar sound like a banjo. He can also make it sound like a piano. I'm astounded. Magical. It's magic. We are it's theater up, magic. We are on like a, a small raised stage in the back of the the theater itself. It's almost like where the projection room would be in a movie theater, right? Right. And uh, you guys are saying that we have a lot of soundproofing and like we're up in our own thing. How does the noise that you guys create here get to the audience? So uh, the, the guitar amp is mic'd, the drums are mic'd, and the... Uh, the keyboards are lying in. They go out to the soundboard that is out in the back of the auditorium. Okay. And then that is piped in so that both the cast can hear it and so that the audience can hear it. Likewise, the cast is all mic'd, and that is piped into here, and we can hear them through this here monitor over here between Glenn and I, the, the giant Mackie, uh, so that we can, and it's, there's also another one behind the drummer so he as well can hear the vocals. Oh, okay. How cool. And you guys had said that with that setup, you could literally be a block away with the same exact setup and still have the sound technically, work. Technically, we could be. We would, all, all we would need would be a video monitor. And they like the projection windows thing I said, they have a soundproof, a uh, big soundproof window where they can see all the cool. Oh, man, it's like a great seat in the house. I mean, now that I'm looking. Oh, yeah. It actually is a good seat right. in the house. It's super good. I, as you said that, a woman in a bra is walking by. <laughs> Well-timed, Mr. Zachary. Yes. <laughs> I'm on board. I mean, I haven't met her yet, but so far, so good. Uh, and I worked with her uh, uh, just two years ago. She was our Carrie's mom in Carrie the Musical. Oh, how cool. So, Did that so have she, a lot of stage blood, too? That had a, a, a nice dump of stage blood. Of course, it's <laughs> nice. supposed to be pig's blood in that one. In this yeah. case, it's human blood, which is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. This has been uh, really cool to hear. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> you saw the joke. I get it was that not joke. Good. I was like, one grandfather somewhere is laughing at that joke. Thank Thank you guys. This Thanks. is super cool. Have a great show. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. So after all that, the show started, man. I sat in the splatter zone. Super crazy. All throughout the show, they got blood spraying on you. Buckets of blood. At one point, Scotty comes running around with his intestines hanging out, spraying the audience with blood. Every time somebody's head gets cut off, blood sprays from the stage, out of the trap door. It is crazy. A guy in front of us just got hosed with blood. <laughs> this stuff is so sticky. It was hysterical, but hey, if you're going to go to a show called Evil Dead, you got to expect to be covered in blood. Hilarious. And after the show, Matt and I got to sit down with the cast and crew and the director and just bullshit a little bit. So here's some of that. Well, we are here at the Hillcrest Performing Arts Center. We've just finished up the Sunday matinee of Evil Dead. We are here with the cast and crew. What a great show, guys. Thank you so much for letting us come check it out, interview some of you guys. We've already talked to some of you, but we have some new people on the mic. Uh, Leilani, is that right? Uh, yeah, my name is Leilani Toon. Uh, I'm kind of the 
oddly resident stage manager here at the Hillcrest for the minute. So you've done lots of shows here. Yes. <laughs> is this more challenging because of the uh, mess that they make? Uh, I mean, uh, I think Ariel told you earlier about how our, our primary group here in the Hillcrest Center for the Arts is the is the children's branch, is the Young Arts <laughs> Ensemble. So um, they are a different mess, and I love them dearly, but uh, <laughs> they're, they all come with different... Different pros and cons. I got a question for like most of you, both cast and crew. Have, I guess, how many of you guys have worked together before? Zero. This is my first time doing anything with this company, and I've never met these people in my life. Um, tell us your name and also what you are with the show. Hi, I'm Maggie. I play Linda. Great job tonight, Maggie. Thank you. Thanks. This actually was my first show with Young Artists Forever as well. Oh, wow. Oh, hi. I'm Alyssa Wagner, and I play Annie. Great job tonight. Thank so you. Alyssa and I were in a run of The Full Monty, the musical, at a resort in Reno for a summer. Oh, yeah, we performed in the And awesome. before we even went up, we had <laughs> talked about this show and how fun it would be to be in this show together. Two years ago? Yeah, and um, it was her birthday, and she lived around the corner from me, so I was giving her a ride to her birthday party so she could drink. Um, and when I picked her up in the car just for funsies, I put on the soundtrack to Evil Dead the Musical, and we sang it on the way to her birthday party. And now I may or may not remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the first person I saw when I walked in for the auditions, and we were both like, ah! Now, here we are. That's so funny. Uh, since she just stepped in, can you say your name and what part you were in the musical? Hi, I'm Amanda, and I played the Kandarian Demon Moose. <laughs> <laughs> so, this Kandarian Demon Moose, this was super fun. When, when uh, You don't see it. It's mostly just a moose head on the wall, big plush moose head, but then halfway through the show, it just starts talking, and... Uh, she did a great job. Nice Super Thank fun voice. You. When did you decide that it had to be Canadian? <laughs> oh, man. Good question. I think it was the day of the read through the first day. I was like, can I make him Canadian? And Mark was like, no, it's in Michigan. I'm like, moose can travel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, pretty close to the border, right? Yeah. And you have double duty because not only are you, you doing the voice of it, but you're also puppeteering it? Yes, I am. Yeah. So tell us what that's like. You're literally behind a flat. So she's not on stage. She's technically backstage puppeteering with rods, a moose head on the wall that can actually like swivel and turn and look at different people. And you're operating the mouth and doing the voice. Yeah. Woo! And the, and the antlers, I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, not the antlers, the ears. the ears. Okay, okay. So what's that like as opposed to like traditional just acting? Well, I'm trained in puppetry. I trained for about a year with somebody who worked for Sesame Street. So it was kind of fun to like come and be like, can I do the puppets? And they're like, sure, I guess, weirdo. <laughs> um, it was the biggest challenge was like that moose is gigantic. It's made like normally you have your hand like this where like the thumb's on the bottom, the rest of the hand is on top. You, I was putting my entire hand in his like top jaw to move him at first because it was too big and I could not control him. And eventually, I just rigged a bunch of dowel rods with like duct tape and stuff, <laughs> so I could like use those to control his mouth and move him, which saved my arthritis. <laughs> Talk about connections that are totally a surprise. I met Amanda in that puppet class. I believe it was uh, four years ago. Yeah. And then we, uh, we here we are at Evil Dead. And yeah. when I heard there was a puppet, I was like, this is has to be Amanda. She's so good at what she does. And she rigged that whole thing with the rods herself. That's awesome. Who, where did the puppet moose come from? Where do you get a puppet moose? Oh, okay. So this is, this is the fun part is Ariel and I, Ariel is usually my assistant director for reference. Ariel is production manager on this show and not specifically my assistant as usual but um we were we were working backstage on little prince for the kids and uh we <laughs> and all of a sudden we hear it as as 
as Mark comes through and word trickles down through all the different people who work here and it's like, the moose is here, the moose is here. And I'm like, I'm not leaving this building without seeing this moose. And so I, I walk over to Mark's office in, in the shop and I come in and I'm like, Mark, where's the moose? Where's the moose? And he, bring, he brings it down off the side, this thing that fits in like both of your arms and, and starts puppeteering it and talking with it. And uh, it's really good, but he was excited about it for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it now. Yeah. It's He's, he special ordered it from some website somewhere. And I think the funniest story that I've heard about the moose is that he got the when it got here, it didn't just get here. It first was like sitting with the other packages, and then I guess the UPS man made a mistake and took the box with him and left. No, as that's like our it, moose. it was an it was an outgoing moose essentially. And so Mark, <laughs> uh, as Mark told me the story, he's like, I called up UPS and I said, "Where's my moose?" That's <laughs> and very then they Mark. Gave him all this stuff about like, well, it won't come back for another week because we have to look for it. And he's like, you get me my moose right now. <laughs> and then within hours, it was just mysteriously back at the office. So, you know. So I do have a question for Francesca and uh, Amanda. When you guys are doing a duet with a moose and you can't see each other, is that tough? Is that is that like a challenging moment for as an actor and a voice actor? The part where we have to sing together is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That's the scariest really part is. of this entire show. Well, you guys pull it off. Both I've seen the show twice now. I came last night and today, oh, and both oh. times you guys nailed it. But it's like just seeing them, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's happening right now. This is rough yeah. for them. Yeah. But you guys pull it off. We kind of have to uh, trust our conductor on that one. And oh. Yeah, we can't see him. Um, we just kind of wait for the little vamp in the beginning and then go, okay, we're going to go just now. Just jumping in just there. Just yeah. jump in. It's really hard for me because like, I can hear her a bit. I mostly hear the band because there's a monitor aimed right at my head. Okay. So it's like loud music and then like... Like from her, and I'm like, oh God, I, I hope I don't fuck this up. And are you also working a clock at the same time or somebody no, else? That's... You're doing the clock. Well, who, who does everybody here raise your hand if you ha are moving something on this set? Like half. Raise the... your hand if you're an inanimate object. <laughs> like half the people I in this room lights. are doing it. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but like we're like around an imaginary campfire right now. There's about yes. people, cast and crew. If you guys haven't said anything yet, come in, jump on the mic. Uh, I have a good way to get everyone to talk in a second. So uh, share that a little bit. Say what your real name is and say what you do for the show. My name is Mariah Tobin, and I am Headless Body Shemp. <laughs> what? That's going to be tough to beat. Okay, who, I know what it is, but who can explain, who wants to explain the Shemp bit? Matt just pointed at me, so All I guess right, I'm going to go ahead and explain that. Well, on the Three Stooges films back in the day, Shemp had unfortunately passed away before the production was done. Spoiler so. alert! <laughs> Sorry if any of you are still catching up on your Three Stooges films. <laughs> uh, so, they essentially used a, a stand-in or a photo double for a lot of the shots in Three Stooges for, for Shemp when he was deceased. So that became the, the fake Shemp. Uh, so with The Evil Dead, when they first made the film, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell are huge fans of uh, The Three Stooges. And a lot of the crew and cast had left halfway through the production. It went over budget, and they needed to just use whoever they could to fill in for certain shots. It's particularly evident with some of the, the deadites. Uh, and so, thus, they called them all fake shems. The photo doubles were fake shems, and we brought that term down to Evil Dead the Musical for everyone who plays multiple parts. That's a real term. Like, I've been on movie sets where they call, like, they ask for the fake shem. And I don't know if I remembered if it started on Evil Dead or not, but, like, it's still going. Like, 
when you call for fake shims. Hi, I'm Danny Orgela, and I'm the choreographer. Danny is awesome. I don't have to be on stage. It's nice. <laughs> uh, when we walked in, you were on stage like a boss. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just, you know. I know you don't have Maggie, to be. Maggie warming us up, you know. <laughs> What's it like choreographing? What's it like? I tried to say too many words at once. I know what it is. Sorry. I went, I went to communication. Making the dance moves. What's it like? Choreographing. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes. Out, and well let me when I when I get my record or recorder off, I will dance and I will show you that I know what choreography <laughs> yes, yes, is. Please do. Uh, what's it like doing choreography for a horror comedy musical? Uh, it's brilliant and probably the most <laughs> fun I've ever had choreographing. Um, I I there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of like hip hop and a little like fun more modern dance moves, but we pulled in from a lot of different shows, so there's little. Choreograph, choreo see, there you go. Choreography pieces. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Um, <laughs> excerpts from like Les Mis. We've got some hairspray. We've got some uh, Sweeney Todd. We got some grease. There's, there's. And there's a dance at the end all. that the the Deadites do that in, like incorporates and calls attention to different dance moves, yes, right? Yes. Is that kind of like? too on the nose for you as a choreographer? Is that fun to like be like, hey, this is like my spot? Um, it, it, it is fun. I mean, it's definitely because there's so many musical numbers in this. It was nice to have a second where it was like, okay, good. It told me exactly what to do right here. But you also don't want to make it boring for every other show that people have sure, seen sure. that. So you kind of have to give some some serious um, uh, artistic tweaking to make it actually fun you know for our audience who hasn't seen the show what we're referencing is there's at the end all the deadites show up and they all start dancing at the same time and they all start saying what dance moves they're doing right right they bounce like backstreet yeah. they uh what do the sprinkler like, they yeah they twerk like miley um so there's definitely some movements that they have to do but um you know and like how do you choreograph for Demons and yeah. hell, you put the dab, the floss, and the fresh in there. Anything from Fortnite goes in there. So, because that's exactly how hell would dance. So, you know. um, but no, this was this was amazing, and this was a cast of people that anything I asked them to do, they attempted it and basically didn't didn't yeah they did not they did not shy from it. So they they definitely. Uh, took the physicality and, and ran with it. From another show of hands, how many people here as actors have also done like dancing and choreography before? Like in a show? Sure, yeah, in a show, everybody. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was nobody's first time out dancing. Yeah, no, no, They we we have a couple seasoned dancers, so that was like okay. really helpful. Yeah. Um, and then we had people who were like, well, like, what do I do, you know? And But everybody really stepped it up, and not a single person is, you know, fell back. This is a good group. Yeah, everybody really did a great job. Both both nights have been phenomenal and uh, really good, really good performances, really physical show. Yeah, not we only even put the, ballet in there, too. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of everything. So I'd love to talk to Kyle really quick. Um, hey, guys. Will you introduce yourself, please? Yes, my name is Kyle Warner, and I am the sound designer. So he's got all the buttons that make the beep boops and the yes, explosions and yes, the, sir. the gunshots. Beep boop, yeah, gunshot, gunshot. The join us is, is that gut splat, oh, blood man. splatter, the now cartoon specialty. Splish, the cartoon chomp noise that you know from all those cartoons. <laughs> now, where do you get all these sound effects? Is this your personal library? Do you have to go out and buy them? Do you have to go out and make them? So I've built a library. Um, I actually own and uh, operate a haunted attraction company in Thousand Oaks what? called Murder House Productions. That's super so cool. So we've been at Midsummer. We, we do a home haunt in T.O. So 
that's kind of where I got my start in building my whole sound library. Super cool, man. So you got to bring some of those yes. haunted house sounds to the show. Directly, directly correlating to this show. I don't know how that was a match that happened. People, do you have a demon taking a chomp right. at You're like, yeah. I got that exact thing. Before he showed up, Mark kept saying he's he's trying to find the perfect chainsaw. Oh, yes. For a couple of weeks. And I looked, yeah. I looked, and I, and I listened to many a chainsaw. I never thought I'd be doing that. That's Headphones. So Kyle, you nailed it. Sitting. Thank you. <laughs> the Thank chainsaw you is great. Such an important part of Evil Dead 2 is the chainsaw, the chainsaw hand, the boomstick. When yes. you are at a cue, at a moment, when he's shooting the gun, do you literally have to be hovering over that button ready to press it for the fire? Is it that I'm, spot on? Yes, I'm watching him as close as I can while also keeping my hands on all the levels for everyone. Because he's going to get shot, but then there's a song coming right after that, you know? So I have to like kind of watch double duty and yeah my, my hand is right on the space bar so. just ready to go yep. mm -hmm. so it's all space plugged bar. through your computer and, yeah, and we, then you have a mixing board too I use QLab yeah okay. so that is uh, this is my first show actually uh, sound designing for a musical oh wow so like I said I've done haunted attractions and haunted houses and that kind of entertainment, but never for like a stage. So been really, really cool. It's yeah. a, it's amazing, really good work. We have the benefit of editing and post, so I'm gonna put a slide whistle in right here. <laughs> good work, room. That sounded fucking great. <laughs> that cue is called Ash Unmounts. <laughs> Baller. And if you haven't seen the show, you now know what that's referring to. Wah, wah. Yep. Um, I got a little game we could do. We could pass the mic around a little bit because we have yes. like a ton of people here. We were talking before the show as well with a handful of you guys, and we heard that there might be some creepiness going on, like behind the scenes, like uh, things moving when people aren't here. So if you guys have seen anything, heard anything creepy, even if you heard it secondhand, any stories about this show and weird Weird, creepy stuff going on. People grabbing mics. Uh, just, just so that if we haven't, heard, if we haven't recognized your voice, just say who you are as you start talking. This is Maggie Kennedy, and there is a fake head and torso that is supposed to be me, and it scares people a lot. And I named her Pauline, but she looks more like Regan from The Exorcist. And a lot, I've seen a lot of people just walk by it and go. And get a little spooked out by it, so I kind of want to move it around different places throughout the run. And just You're doing it to me. really, I just want to really get them, you know. The facts, just, the facts I'm are, a, I'm kind of offended. Like it's my face, you know. Is it weird that it's you and not someone else's head uh, or body? Well, I mean, I don't know who did this, but they put bangs on it, and I this is a this is a podcast, so you don't know, but I really do not have bangs, so it's just brunette woman number three. Confirmed, no bangs. Yeah. So I don't know where that happened. And so there's kind of a degree of separation. Anytime you do something relating to the exorcist, though, it's history. It's proven that haunting will surround it. That literally. movie was haunted as hell, right? Yeah, there was a when, ton and, of stuff. And there. I hate to plug Horror Nights really quick, but when they... Stop. I know I love Horror Nights. Um, <laughs> but when they did The Exorcist, I heard plenty of construction errors slash accidents happen too. So that was recently. Now we're having Reagan here. I don't know if this theater will be standing next You're week. You're welcome. <laughs> Especially in the theater. Yeah, there's lots of, uh, lots of haunted stories. The haunted play that she cannot be named. That one. Because well, Matt was actually the second actor that was cast as Ash because the first guy, that was a real unfortunate accident with him, right? Yeah. Rest in peace. We don't talk about that. <laughs> 
Anybody else with a, a, a ghost story? Leilani and I have been in this theater for a while, and we we like to call the uh, the resident theater ghost resident theater ghost. Um, <laughs> that's that's yeah, right. You know, because should have called him choreographer. He he mostly likes to kind of like make nice crackling noises over the headsets or um, the speakers. So sometimes, you know, we'll be just sitting there back and then it'll be like. I'll happily just be sitting there with the with the headset on my ears and like nothing else particularly going on. No one's speaking. And all of a sudden, um, seeing as this is a a, a listening medium uh, and you guys are are a lot of horror stuff. uh, Your viewers probably know the sound of Five Nights at Freddy's. And it's it's got that like glitchy sound to it as it comes through and sometimes it vaguely sounds like intonations and sometimes it's just like this gross horrible noise and I'm like great cool thank you can you stop and sometimes it does (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) I I will tell my only ghost story we went to Salem Massachusetts on a ghost hunt we stayed at the most haunted hotel in all of America spooky because they think we went on a date to Salem I wasn't no no did you go I I went with Jeff Prosser this was in college, and we're there, and... He was on a date with Jeff. Yeah, we were there. (laughs) Now now I'm jealous of Jeff. Continue. We're there all night long. We're recording stuff. We're using all the the top-fangled things you can, and after the entire night, we only get one thing. We're in the ballroom, and go, please, talk to us. If you're here, tell us something. And a voice goes, ballroom dancing. And that was it. And Stop. none of us heard it, but it was on the recording, plain as it's day. It's a disembodied just a voice. voice. And his, his professor goes, I can't even use that as proof of anything. And he got a D. <laughs> oh, the secret no. to life is ballroom dancing. Ballroom dancing. Oh, yeah. It just sounds bored with life, too. <laughs> what are you doing in the afterlife? Ballroom dancing. <laughs> like, we're stuck here. Yeah. Well, did, you, did you ask a question to get the response, or that was just there? No, we were just like, hey, talk to us, let us know, you know, stupid things. You know, the generic, like, say hi, say your name, and he was just like, bonum dancing. <laughs> now, I'm going to sound stupid when I ask this, but you guys be honest with me, because I'm being honest with you. When he said he was in the ballroom, did anybody else think it was like a McDonald's ballroom? Because that's what I, I swear that you that's mean like a, a ball, ball pit. pit? <laughs> it's a ball pit. Where is the pit? <laughs> In the room. In the playroom. <laughs> Surrounded by choreographers. <laughs> oh. After our invited dress rehearsal, which is the night before we opened, I went to preset a prop, which is Bruce Campbell's If Chins Could Kill, which yes. I pull out uh, and read on stage. I went to preset it in the little bookshelf we have, and I found a yellow box cutter with blood all over it. Uh, And I turned to our director, Mark, and said, is this a new prop? And he goes, no. And I turn to my uh, stage managers and I say, is this a new prop? And they go, no. No. (laughs) And I said, well, I guess an audience member just thought it would be fun to bring a shiv to (laughs) Evil Dead. So we... um, kind of hid it away, I guess. And the next day I was telling everybody the story of how I found this creepy box cutter. And um, our sound designer and his friend Aurora talked about how they did an evil dead maze and they were going to hide little Easter eggs on the set without telling people. (laughs) And so it was a replica from the 2013 Evil Dead. 
uh, and we had no idea where it ended up going to, and they were very upset. <laughs> but yeah, it, she it did eventually find it. I was going to say that the UPS guy was like, where the fuck is my box cutter? Like, I, I guess I got to take this moose box back now. Is there still the UPS man being mad that Mark yelled at him? It's like a, just a little bit of a threat. So, Mark, if we could get you a microphone real quick. I want to ask... Uh, about the stage design, she mentioned the the Easter eggs. What other Easter eggs are on this set that you've? you've well, we've got um, uh, obviously we've got the Freddy Krueger glove, which is over the um, it's over the main door, and that's actually uh, from the original production. Uh, they did that, and that's a an homage to the fact that it, I believe it's. I believe it's the first one. There is a Freddy Krueger glove in the work shed. Yes, which Ash, Ash goes into. We have a a, um, a portrait of Shemp Howard, uh, lovingly next to our moose. When I first saw it, I didn't recognize him, and I'm like, <laughs> "Who is this? It looks like a white Danny Trejo." <laughs> oh there we go. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> we have the keys to the cabin, which are uh, that's a prop over 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 by the um, uh, the kitchen, uh, gas can, of course, the the chainsaws. My favorite uh, Easter egg. It has nothing to do really with the original show, but for our show, it's the photographs of Annie, mm -hmm. uh, the the at, at various archaeological sites. Uh, yeah, these are fun. Yeah. Then uh, over on the bookshelf, we have the farewell to arms book from Evil Dead Two. If you remember, in that uh, he uh, the, he traps the hand under a bucket and he puts a bunch of books on top. And the top book is Farewell to Arms. <laughs> we also have, from the trunk of the Delta Olds, 88, the uh, Steam Power what, 101 or whatever the Operations, operations yeah. which helped him in Army of Darkness create the, the car that ended up help, helping to win the fight. That's super so fun. So we have, the, yeah, lots of little things like that. No, we don't talk about the demonic elf on the I, shelf. That's not iconic. We have a carry bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the tape recorder, obviously. You know, yeah. there's a tape recorder, a reel-to-reel, -reel, which was actually much harder to find than you think. Really? Yeah. We were not able to get, of course, the... <laughs> Didn't mean to make that a pun. But. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, but uh, little things like that. We have a few other things that we try to, you know, the, the moving furniture and stuff like that. Super I wanted fun. to make the little lamp from number two that... Yeah. But that was just way too difficult to try and do. Sorry, that was my water bottle crackling right there. That's okay. To the Freddy glove, I work with Greg Nicotero on The Walking Dead, and the Freddy glove that was put in the original movie, he ended up putting it in the final episode of Walking Dead, uh, episode 916. Oh. When they're in one of the sheds, we they ha he, he put one on the wall, <laughs> and you barely see it. All you know, as long as the, uh, as, look, if the cast knows it's there, it's, that's what's counts. And, and in 905, in the fifth episode, the Necronomicon's on the floor, oh. uh, the original book. So... <laughs> Greg likes to put the Easter eggs in still. It's not an Easter egg, but I did want to bring up my cellar, my little yes. home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's it is cool. It is pimped out. It's in my contract that I had to have a mini bar down there, a flat screen TV. I see the flat screen TV. It's in there. Your there listeners is... can't don't know this, but our, our theater is got a solid floor on it so that we couldn't dig down into the cellar. So there's a flight of three steps that take you up. So you've got to climb up and then and go down, down into the cellar and... Yes, Francesca stays down there. But yeah, describe. You got what else you have down there? I uh, put up a little shelf myself, and I have a the pair of castanets. <laughs> I have a pair of castanets. Uh, I have a pencil that I stab Linda with. 
video I, monitor. She I have a, a video monitor. I have a fan because it, I am very it get a sweaty. Little toasty down there? Yes, <laughs> I bet. Was there lights in there? And what's I see a handheld mirror? Is that just a yeah? Admire that's a mirror yourself? to um, check how saliva-y and black <laughs> my uh, my spit the black teeth black. Mouth. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. So to ask this question, uh, what what is the when they turn into deadites, they're putting on like a mask. Where did the face masks come from? Where did that? Oh, those are because of our expansive budget. They <laughs> came from a uh, commercial Hollywood store. Yeah. Actually, Maggie, uh, Maggie, unfortunately left. Maggie actually worked, uh, did does special effects makeup as well, and she okay. just graduated from a makeup academy. She worked, and all the cast worked on making their masks look less store bought. But yeah, they're all they're all we. We're on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys also have to do the quick changes back and forth. Yes. And there's right. there's certain characters who go back and forth from human to dead eye to human to dead eye, like in the same yeah. number, even. Yeah. The Vegas actually in Vegas is when they I think went with the masks the first time. A lot of times you'll see them use makeup and stuff, and that they that was a lot more difficult for them to change the makeup out sure. and stuff. So. Yeah, cheap latex half masks that le enables them still. The biggest issue was we had to also make it so their body mics next sure. to their chins don't mm. get distorted. Well, consistency is key when you're trying to sell something that maybe is a cheap trick, but it pays off when you are consistent and you guys maintain that throughout. So it's a great effective trick. And because of the consistency between all the actors, it works 100%. You buy it. And I wanted them all to have the same face, mm -hmm. the same deadite zombie face because... I, I didn't want them to be, you know, looking like different different characters or stuff like that. So they have a, essentially the basic same face of the possession. That's With cool. the exception of Annie, who in the S-Mart scene gets a very army of darkness. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, she's got this giant witch nose. Yeah. So who's writing the army of darkness musical? Do we get, do we get that? They, oh, actually, you stole my joke. they ah. actually, no, they did a version, of, there's, there is a version of this show out there where they had an army of darkness medieval song ending instead of the S-Smart ending. It's called Hail oh. to the King. Yeah, and it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the S-Smart. I like Blue yeah. the Pitch Away. Yeah. Yeah. I think can will end up being one of the most beloved, iconic um, theater songs ever written. <laughs> uh, it just it, it reaches deep into the soul. Right it's, on with one more day. It's like Sondheim. It's like Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's that, that kind of song. Blue the Pitch Away. Just... <laughs> You heard it here first. And don't forget about what the F was that. Yep. That's one of my that? favorites, dude. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. <laughs> um, is there anybody that we haven't talked to yet at all? You. You don't want to talk? Alright, who else? Off. Everyone else I think we got. <laughs> For reference, our actor who plays Ed just sort of waved and, and shook his head. It's better that the character who plays Ed doesn't talk though, right? <laughs> In the show, the character of Ed keeps getting cut off nonstop. But consistency. You know? yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Mark, we had a great story about one of the props. Would you uh, say that on air for us? Uh, yes, okay. When we were uh, first doing the show, of course, one of the most iconic items in the show is you have to have the double barrel shotgun. Boomstick. The boomstick. And um, a friend of mine had loaned us a boomstick, but it was quite um, heavy. It was, uh, you know, full metal, full wood, non-firing, which, of course, we have to have here, being a public agency and stuff. And um, we were just looking. We were looking for things. And I remembered a gentleman, um, Mike Trisanto, out in the valley, who uh, is a armorer, and he's professional prop, does... Uh, weapons and armors and stuff like that. And he had helped me out with the production of Jesus Christ Superstar when I needed SWAT officers for the Roman soldiers. Mm. So I called him up and I said, hey, I need, I, you know, what have you got? I need something light, lightweight or plastic. Because we couldn't buy plastic 
toy versions that we could paint up because they're now illegal in the state of California to buy those. The plastic toy plastic versions? Plastic toy ones are, are completely illegal. And I'm about to sneeze. Mm. There we go. So, got Wait, the- Wait, that was the sneeze? No, that was the sneeze. Yeah, it was great. Um, Bless you. Yeah. So, we had, so cutting, to the, cutting to the chase, I uh, called up Mike and said, do you have something like this? And he says, well, yeah, come on by. And I went over to his. I went to his to his company, and he opened up a thing, and he said, "Hi, well, this is a boomstick stunt prop from Evil Dead 2." And you lost your mind. I, How cool is basic, that? Basically, after I finished giggling and crying and touching it, um, and he he was able to let us use it and stuff. He rented it to us, but I was so ecstatic. He also the Winchester. Uh, is a photo prop from Army of Darkness. It's oh, a photo. Cool. It was used for the photo stills and stuff like that. Not, it, not it's not a firing one. It was used for the photo stills. Yeah. And he he told the story of why it had the ring. You can look at them. They had to modify all of them with the ring uh, for the the lever, the cocking lever, because of Bruce's gauntlet. The big gauntlet. Oh. Would hand, not yeah. fit into the, the. So we've got we got we were we were able to use a stunt prop. Boomstick from the second film and a photo prop from the third film. That's really and it's that, like yeah. a blessing almost, yeah. right? Like from the franchise. Matt basically, after Matt stopped crying, uh, he out of joy of being able to play with those toys. It was great. When we found out that this is the moose again. When we found out that <laughs> when we found out that the gun was from Evil Dead Two, I think everyone has taken a vaguely inappropriate photo of us just. Hugging the gun. Like, <laughs> yes. We, we love it. So, well, I, I did. We both did. <laughs> they, when they told us, I was like, I need a picture now. It's so good. What a cool. Yeah, you put it in your mouth. Yeah, I think Alyssa licked it. She did. She did. Alyssa did lick it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sorry, Alyssa. Well, she has an obsession with Bruce Campbell, like an unhealthy obsession. Her bio out on the cast bios in the entryway says a special thank you to Bruce Campbell for simply existing. <laughs> I, I, I actually think, though, I think the restraining order against her from Bruce Campbell has has expired. So oh, I think it's okay. I think it's good. So we can go kidnap him. Yeah. He's he's in town. I think for Monster Palooza, we're gonna kidnap him. Oh, it's true. Oh man, I list everything. You should come see the show, guys. Seriously, what a great production. You guys seem to be having a blast. Thank you so much for letting us come by, sit in your splatter zone, get covered in blood, touch the, the prop guns, interview you, uh, just be in the way and underfoot. There's only two pieces of pizza left, so. <laughs> He'll eat him if Bruce Campbell touched him. <laughs> That can be arranged. <laughs> I think I think we now need to head to Monster Palooza and go kidnap Bruce Campbell just to get him to come see it, right, Rumi? Yeah, this is. I mean, you guys did a great job. Thank you very much. Why, Congratulations you. on a great show. That was tons of fun, guys. And like, I don't think I don't think we'd lie to you. I think if it was okay, we'd be like, guys, good job. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as as certainly as huge Evil Dead fans for sure. And we he saw it last night. I saw it in New York. Back in, I don't know, 2006. This is fun as hell, so thank you guys very much. Thank Good luck you. On the rest. Thank you very much. You. One more weekend. This has been the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. We're the Rocketeers. And from Evil Dead, we're out. So, yeah, we have to give a huge shout out to the cast and crew of Evil Dead the Musical. Ariel McIntyre for helping us get this all set up. Matt reached out to her, and she was super cool about bringing us in, getting us set up, just 
helping us have access to the show. It was so cool. Thank you so much, Ariel, for having us on. Mark Andrew Reyes, thank you so much. You directed a great show. It was so much fun to talk to you about your love of monsters and horror movies and Evil Dead. And we had such a good time at your show. We hope you do awesome stuff in the future. To the whole cast, you guys were phenomenal. So much fun to hang out with. You guys are great. Break a leg on your next show. And lastly, we have to give a shout out to the Hillcrest Center of the Arts for putting on awesome productions. Otherwise, we wouldn't get to go see Evil Dead the Musical. And and the group, Young Artists Forever. They are the sort of the production company that puts on these shows like Evil Dead the Musical. Man, we had such a good time. It was really awesome to get to see everybody, to get to see a show like this, to sit in the splatter zone. Man, I hope to get to do more stuff like this in the future. We'll see what happens. You know, we love hitting up cons. We love hitting up, you know, going to comic book shops, interviewing people. But it's like getting to go see a stage show and a musical was just a completely different experience and we had a great time with it and hopefully we can find more fun stuff like this to do if there's something in your neighborhood happening let us know maybe we can go check it out is there a badass play production of bat boy the musical that's a real thing go check it out (laughs) but in the meantime you can check us out on facebook instagram and twitter at launchpad pod and our website launchpadpod.com We have a lot of great stuff coming up. Things are going to get a little wacky. Matt's having a baby, going to be a daddy. I'm in Atlanta working on Walking Dead, but we're going to keep Launchpad Podcast coming to you. Tons of new content, lots of great interviews coming up. Oh my gosh, Matt interviewed the coolest guest, and I cannot tell you who he is, but we are teasing it. It'll start coming out soon, and it is amazing. You're going to love it. All right, guys. Till next time, I'm Aaron Rocketeer. Out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.